0: Welcome to Talk the Talk. I'm Bill Newman.
1: And I'm Buzz Eisenberg.
0: Listener, listen, listen, listen listener, listen up. Really, you have to write down something. Not if you're driving, not if you're driving, but if you're not, write down 1-888-323-HOPE. 1-888-323-4673. Thank you. 1-888-323-HOPE, because today is the March for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts, formerly known, and most people still refer to it, as Monty's March. And we have with us, live from the byways and highways of Western Massachusetts, one Monty Belmonte, who is marching for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts. After all these years, Monty, tell us why you're doing this.
2: Well, I would love to say that we're doing it just for a nice stroll through the beautiful neighborhood of Western Massachusetts. but. Um, people have been following, this need is continuing to grow. The pandemic, obviously, there was a situation where people were losing their jobs no fault of their own, and getting a stark glimpse at what a lot of people experience, which is that they may be one paycheck away from not knowing where their next meal is coming from. Uh, we saw, in that era, the federal government step in in ways that they hadn't previously, and poverty was ameliorated in an amazing way very quickly. But those beliefs are now gone and so the increase is still the, the demand is still there and actually on the increase so we've marched for the food bank to raise money for our food bank of western mass which helps to serve all four counties and 175 uh, emergency food service providers but we march marched alongside our elected representatives to try to make some structural change to our national priorities in the way that we treat people with dignity
0: Monty, tell us why the money to the food bank is used so well and how it's used so well in order to try to fight food insecurity and hunger here in our communities. Tell us about that.
2: I like to to call the food bank Mothership Hunger. I'm going under a bridge, so if you lose our signal, that's why. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But they serve, they just moved to a new location in the town where we're marching right now, Chickapeake, who just crossed over the border. Uh, to better serve Hampton County, where the need is the greatest, they tripled the amount of space that they have to warehouse this food and get it out as swiftly as possible to these 175 agencies they work with. But when you think of buying in bulk, you know, if you are, go to Costco or BJ's, you buy the things in bulk, it costs you less. Imagine that to scale for these uh, different supermarkets that the food bank works with, as well as national. And state agencies, they have the capacity to bring all of this food in, catalog it, and get it out. So a dollar that you would spend in the grocery store wouldn't go nearly as far as a dollar that the food bank would spend on food to make sure that uh, our neighbors have enough to eat. So that's why we do a fund drive rather than a food drive. And also, I don't want to push heavy cans of food to the shopping cart before 40 miles.
0: Okay. You lost you. We lost you just a bit there, Monty. Uh, you're doing what with your shopping cart?
2: I, I said if you put uh, you know, heavy cans of feed in my shopping cart, I wouldn't want to push it for 43 miles.
0: <laughs> On the other hand, cash is, cash is light. I appreciate that. It's
2: very light, especially if you go online and just donate. It's all virtual. It doesn't even really exist. Money isn't real. But it is
0: real, so make it happen. <laughs> 1-888-323-HOPE, 1-888-323-4673, 323 hope One eight 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 three two three four six seven three. 323 4673 And we have a very special announcement for you who are listening right now. You, if you call that number, one eight eight three two three hope your contribution will be doubled. Wow. Double, doubled. Thanks to an anonymous contribution that we have, we have a matching grant this hour, One eight eight three two three. hope If you go, your dollar becomes two, your 10 becomes 20, your 100 becomes 200, and that's a lot of meals, isn't it, Monty? What does it translate to? What does $100 translate to in terms of numbers of meals?
2: If you use the math that Feeding America provides, every dollar translates into three meals. Uh, so that's the purchasing power of the Food Bank of Western Mass. That's the math that the Food Bank uses to try to encourage you to use those dollars to donate. To make sure you have to we, we, so if you were to donate $100, that would provide 300 meals.
0: And it's doubled this hour, so it becomes 600 meals. Wow. If you can't call, you can go online, Food Bank W M A, foodbankwma, foodbankwma.org, and... One eight eight three two three. Hope your contribution, if you call now, will be doubled. This, these are the joys of live radio. I mean, really yeah, live radio really, on the byways and hi- hill on the byways and highways of Western Massachusetts. So, Monty, what's the goal? What's the goal for this March today and tomorrow? You know,
2: when the pandemic hit, there was an extraordinary outpouring of generosity that kicked the food bank march into the stratosphere fundraising-wise. Um, we've uh, mitigated our expectations for sure, but we know, and we've done it two years since then, in a row, that the community uh, is generous enough to get us to the goal of half a million dollars. be 1.5 million and That's the goal over these next two days. Both with uh, the sponsorship of businesses, Individuals like you calling at 888-323-4673. Also behind us are a bunch of different teams that have been doing their independent fundraising along with their own communities. And uh, that's that's how it all comes together.
0: one hope one 323 4673 or foodbankwma.org. Monty, how many miles are you marching with your shopping cart today? How many tomorrow?
2: Today seventeen miles from Springfield to Northampton. We've already finished Springfield, so that one's dodged on the belt. And then tomorrow is twenty-six miles from
0: Northampton to okay. I, I, I kinda hate to ask this, uh, and maybe maybe the signal will get weak and you won't have to. But share this. What have you done to prepare for marching forty-three miles, pushing your shopping cart?
2: Well, I went to my cousin's wedding in New Orleans in October. And I walked around the French Quarter uh, 10 miles a day, two days in a row. That was probably the only healthy thing I did the whole time I was there. But that was one way to train. And then, uh, you know, a couple, I went on about a four-mile walk yesterday to stay limber. I did a seven-mile walk the week before. So I also, you know, I study Kung Fu. I go to Kung Fu three times a week, and that keeps me healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wish... We. When, when I saw you recently, you were looking really good. That didn't come out quite right, uh, but you, you were. You see me now,
2: I'm, I'm dressed up like Ken for the Barbie movie, and I've got a rippling six-pack and amazing pecs.
1: <laughs> Monty, when you started this in 2010, you were hoping to raise $5,000, and you were pushing a shopping cart by yourself. Now yeah. I see all these people that do it with you, and there's always a sense of gratification. What makes these people just so happy to walk 43 miles?
2: I don't know. I, I, you know. I would raise money to not do this. But these people love it. They, they like the idea of a challenge. It's an interesting way to get a glimpse into our neighborhoods in western Massachusetts. They all know it's going to a good cause. And a little community forum back there behind the shopping cart where um, people are having all sorts of great conversations, getting to know new people. Uh, a lot of people come year after year, so it's a little bit of a reunion for people who have done it in years past say, Tim Garvin, who's the head of United Way of Central Mass, which is that organizing body behind that Farm Relief Fund that the governor set up uh, over the summer after the floods. He's come now, I think, six or seven years in a row, and he, he loves he, He's inspired by the work that Congress government does day in and day out about issues of hunger, and uh, he pushes the other shopping cart on the first day and has for the last several years. Where are the shopping
0: carts from, Monty?
2: They were donated from local supermarkets. I think one was from the North Hitman Co-op. The one I'm pushing right now was originally donated from Holton's way back when. But the kids at Smith Vocational, uh, they soup it up and and give it a tune-up every year. And a big shout out to my friend, Mr. Brooks, who's retiring this year. He, when I came with this idea way back when, he latched onto it like a dog to a bone and has not let go. He gets kids in his program year after year involved making sure that this shopping cart is road-ready and the other shopping carts yes. are road-ready. He's so proud of it, and uh, it'll be sad to say bye to him as he retires, but I, I'm told that Smith & will continue to make sure that these uh, shopping carts are in tip-top shape.
0: Okay, Monte, in for a dime, in for a dollar. What makes a shopping cart road-ready?
2: Have you ever pushed a shopping cart in a regular parking lot? It's no, barely. <laughs> it rattles like nobody's business. Um, and they have pneumatic wheels that they've added to this they have led lights and uh, they've made it look like a hot rod so my cart, which is called s one after the hunger games books um has a white surround with blue flames and
0: and tell us what you're wearing to to uh complete this ensemble
2: well you see there's been a lot of anti-drag sentiment in this country and yet, there was an incredible movie this summer called The Barbie Movie. And so I wanted to make a Barbie-themed celebration of Thuray. So I am dressed as Mojo Dojo Casa House Ken today. But tomorrow, I will be dressed as Weird Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say that Senator Jake Oliveira is with us on this march. And he came in hot pink sweatpants and hot pink glasses. So he's uh, living up to the theme.
0: Wow wow this is what you this is what you help our uh, elected officials accomplish. well congr- <laughs> this this is really something 323 hope or foodbankwma.org and your contribution will be doubled. Give ten dollars it becomes 20 which becomes 60 meals. Wow. Monty, you have you have other friends marching with you today. Who do you have with you I on sure this do. leg of the journey?
2: Well, would you like to speak to the executive director of the Food House uh, Food Bank first, or the uh, representative of the House of Representatives?
0: Oh, I don't. I don't want to have to choose. I, I like them both. I love them both, and I can That's an impossible situation. I think you should. us well, give, give
2: you to the. Let's give you the birthday boy himself, U.S. Congressman Jim McGovern. I'm going to hand over the headphones to the congressman, and he should be able to talk to you. I'm going to keep up with me because I'm going to with my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the headphones.
0: Oh, that was yep, good. Yep. Nice and loud.
3: Yep. Hello. How are
0: you doing? Hello, Congressman McGovern. Thanks so much. Oh it's your birthday. Well, congratulations. It, Happy birthday.
4: It, it is. But right after 43 miles of be my last one.
0: So,
4: uh... <laughs> Well, it's great to be with you. So it's great to be with it's great to be with people who not only talk the talk but literally walk the walk. Right,
0: absolutely. Today, so Congressman McGovern, why, why, why do you do this? I mean, you're you're a pretty busy person, and probably not uh, how to put this in the top two percentile of athletes in your class. Uh, <laughs> why do you do this?
4: because I, I, I'm nuts, I don't know uh, look you know you know, I, I've said this to you on your show many times and and to others that uh, hunger is a political condition and we have the resources and the ability to eradicate it not only in our community but throughout the country and I would argue throughout the world but we lack the political will and and I think this is about creating that political will so the benefit of this walk is not just raising hopefully close to a half a million dollars for the food bank of Western Massachusetts. But the benefit is also raising awareness on this issue and making sure that everybody, especially those who are well off, uh, understand that this is a problem and uh, hopefully that inspires them to get involved and do something. So, you know, that's kind of why I do it. And look, we've done this in the snow, the sleet, the rain, and, 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 and so I feel like like, this is a gift, even though it's cold, it's not raining. I'm not wet. Thank God. I know. And so we're, you know, it's a sunny day and we're a chickpea uh, and uh, working our way ultimately to Northampton, Northampton today, and then tomorrow Northampton to Greenfield. Uh, Congressman
0: McGovern, I'd like your comment on why hunger exists in the United States. And in particular, I'd like to share a personal th- feeling and thought which is that hunger is unacceptable. It makes me completely nuts to think that people living in my community may go to bed hungry tonight or are thinking about whether their are next, where and if there'll be a next meal today. It makes me absolutely crazy. In the richest country in the world, people are hungry. A lot of people are hungry. A lot of people are hungry. A lot of kids are hungry here in western Massachusetts. And it, I think most people... Uh, if they were aware of this hunger, would actually do something about it. But uh, I'm wondering if part of this problem, this political problem, the failure to alleviate hunger and food insecurity, is something that's really attributable to a lack of awareness by a lot of people, or if it's really something where, well, because I can't accept people just don't care. What are your thoughts about
4: that? I think it's overwhelming uh, when you tell people that there are tens of millions uh, of people in the United States who are hungry, uh, and I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed by the numbers that we lose our human ability to feel what that means. And so it's important, I think, for, you know, people to, to tell stories about individuals that, that, are, that are battling uh, uh, hunger right now. I mean, and they defy stereotype. They are young and middle-aged and Old. They are working families. The majority of people who are on SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, the majority of people work. They're working people, uh, and they don't earn enough to put food on the table. Uh, children who go to school hungry can't learn. Uh, although in Massachusetts, thanks to the governor and the lieutenant governor and the state legislature, and a wonderful state legislative delegation here in western Massachusetts, we have universal free uh, meals in school now. But uh, that just just that just happened. But I think we, we have to understand that, that behind all these numbers are real people. Uh, and we see them every day. And you may not even know it. There are people you work with, uh, go to school with, uh, you know, or go to community events with. So, uh, but I agree. I, 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 I believe in the, in the, in the goodness. That's, I'm not being arrested. Uh, but, yeah. I, I, yeah. But, I, but I believe in the goodness of the American people. Uh, and I think, you know, when people are made aware of, what these realities are, and they're told that there's actually a way to help and to solve this. This is a solvable problem. Then people want to step up and help. And again, this community over the years—I don't know—I mean, I mean, you you know, when we—I I first did this, I think the goal was like twenty grand or something. I, you know, now we're talking five hundred thousand um, dollars. And so, I mean, this is this community is a good community that cares deeply and. So it's just a joy to be out here with, with all these marchers, and of course the incredible Monty and and uh, some of my colleagues in the legislative state legislative delegation. These are these are these are good people. And uh, anyway, I'm happy to be here. And I couldn't think of any better better place to spend my birthday than uh, than doing this march.
5: I can think a of 10 off the top uh, of my head.
4: <laughs> Although we just we just passed the bar, and I would say next year let's make sure it's open. Uh, so
0: <laughs> well, happy birthday! How old are you, Congressman? Uh,
4: sixty-four. So yeah, I'm oh, gonna retire next year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Somewhere between, somewhere between sixty-four and death. I don't
0: know. My <laughs> age Well, I always but, uh, I always tell Monty when you're when you're when he's marching up Amity Hill of Horrors in Amherst, which will happen tomorrow. Well,
4: that's, the, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> but uh, you know but you know but but having said that, you know, and I and, and the nice thing about this is uh, it's great walking through Richie Neal's district Springfield and Chicopee, um, but I I really love Street through my district because it is breathtakingly beautiful. Um, and uh, you know and you know, when well, we well, we walk tomorrow uh, through Northampton and and Hadley and uh, Amherst and Sunderland and Deerfield and into Greenfield, I mean, it is it is just it is beautiful. We we it's it's a wonderful wonderful experience. And so, to anyone who's listening, please help support the food bank of Western Massachusetts. Or you know, if you got a little time to run, join us for half a mile, a quarter of a mile, I knew- or.
1: 26 and you can, miles ashore. And you can help by calling 888 323 HOPE. That's 888 323 4673. Bill, right now there's a matching grant by an anonymous donor.
0: Yes, your your contribution is doubled. If you mention this show, mention WHMP, mention Talk for Talk. Your contribution this hour will be double, double, doubled for sure. Your dollar becomes two, your hundred becomes two hundred. That's six hundred meals for people here in Western Massachusetts for kids who otherwise would go to bed
1: hungry. And it's a birthday gift for Representative Jim McGovern. Yes. Give
0: him a gift by making a donation that gets doubled. Congressman, thank you so much for your time. Would you be kind enough to hand the, the headphones and the phone itself over to Andrew Morehouse, who is the executive director?
4: Sure, I, w- I will do that right now, and I hope to see you soon. Uh, if not at the end of the march, then in the intensive care unit. You <laughs> <ride. laughs>
0: going to Andrew Morehouse now? I would like that. Thank you, Monty.
2: All right, here he is. Just stay near my
0: i think no one no one is going to question that this is very live radio so <laughs> if, if we have uh, executive director of the food bank of western massachusetts andrew morehouse can you hear us
6: andrew i sure can bill pleasure Great. to talk with you this morning
0: thank you so very much thank you for doing this thank you for doing all the work you do why does this March and its effort, its fundraising effort matters so much to the organization, to the Food Bank of Western Mass?
6: Well, first and foremost, it's a very humbling experience to see so many people coming out, rallying behind this cause. And for that reason, this year, we're the theme is the the power of community. We, We really couldn't do the work that we do, carry out our mission to feed our neighbors in need and lead the community in hunger if it weren't for the support of the community. So in that sense, it's really humbling to see such a, such an outpouring. That's what it means at a personal level for all of us at the food bank, including, I should add, two board members who are marching with us the full two my, two days uh, this year, uh, one of whom is our board president. This is a first. And we're, we're delighted that they're with us and showing their support.
0: The money itself matters, and these- It does. Tell us about
6: that. Yeah, well, money for the food bank, despite the fact that we're called a food bank, we're more about food. and So that money translates into, hopefully, by the end of the two days, the equivalent of 1.5 million meals that we'll be able to distribute throughout the four counties of western Massachusetts to households that are struggling to put food on the table. That's what it's all about. And Congress and the government couldn't have said it better would it. He said, "Well, we can, you know, there's all this facts and data, and we're raising money and this and that. But when it boils down to it, it's about people—real people who are struggling right now. And you know, right at this moment in time, we're providing food assistance through our network of 175 local food pantries and meal sites, uh, food to 107,000 people every month, and that's significantly higher than we were earlier this year." Uh, In February, uh, we we provided food to about 89,000 people. So it's a dramatic increase. We know why that is. Inflation continues to uh, raise the cost of living, including food, and people are are, are really, really struggling. And I could tell you all kinds of stories. uh, And and so Congressman, Government is absolutely right. It's, It's about people.
0: Andrew Morehouse, Executive Director of the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts. Take a minute, if you would, please, and explain how the food gets to the people from the food bank. It goes through these many dozens of agencies in Hamden and Hampshire County uh, and Franklin County, too, of course. The And distribution- Berkshire County. And Berkshire, I'm sorry. And where does it go to? Where does the food go? Yes.
6: I appreciate it. So first, it... Uh, We receive it at our new food distribution center in Chicopee, Massachusetts, where we moved to and where we are right now, literally about a mile away from it. Uh, We're uh, in the city of Chicopee Town City Hall right now. Uh, So we now receive it there. Uh, We have three times the space that we used to. So we're already seeing the, 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 the fact that having this new capacity is driving more and more People and businesses and the federal and state government to donate and, and uh, deliver food to us. And from our new food distribution center, about 85% gets distributed through a vast network of local food pantries, meal sites, and shelters, half of which are faith based organizations, the other half, are nonprofit organizations that uh, work in their communities, know their communities, know the individuals who live in them, uh, and who therefore feel comfortable and confident that they'll be treated with dignity when they arrive to these uh, locations to receive food assistance, which is not an easy thing to do, as you could, could imagine. You know, having to overcome the, the, the social stigma associated with seeking out food assistance and help, uh, and uh, because of this incredible network of volunteers and staff working, these pantries and meal sites across all four counties, 175 strong, we're able to get most of the food out to to people who need it. Uh, And in in addition to that, we also distribute food directly through two uh, initiatives of our own. One is called the Mobile Food Bank, where we distribute mainly fresh produce, much of it grown locally uh, to individuals. who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford fresh vegetables. And and then we have another initiative called the Brown Bag
7: Food for Elders
6: Program, where we distribute food at 51, 52 now, uh, senior centers, uh, a a bag of groceries to literally thousands and thousands of elders who uh, frequent their local senior center every month uh, to collect a, a much needed and relied upon bag of groceries.
0: Live from the highways and byways of Western Massachusetts, we've been speaking with Monty Belmonte and Congressman Jim McGovern and Andrew Morehouse, who is the Executive Director of the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts. Call one eight eight three two three 323 Hope 1888-323-4673. Do it now, and your contribution will be double-double-doubled. Mention talk the talk. Your contribution will be doubled. We'll be right back.
8: Get older, losing my head. Many years from now, will you still be sending me a valentine? Birthday greetings, bottle of wine. If I'd be out till quarter to three, would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64?
9: You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.
1: Reading is one of life's great pleasures. Having a community bookstore makes it even better. Broadside Bookshop is a community-minded, woman-owned, independent bookstore in downtown Northampton, where you can browse to your heart's content. For book lovers, Broadside is home away from home. You can order virtually any book on the Broadside website and pick it up at the store or have it sent to your door. If you love books, you'll love Broadside Bookshop.
7: Every day, financial ads claiming to be different from the competition, are they? I'm Francis Rayum, The Money Doctor, and I'm about to make a bold statement. I believe the thing to focus on isn't their uniqueness, it's yours. No one has the same financial situation or needs as you, and no one can help us help you better than you. But the truth is, when it comes to managing money, most of us are not as successful as we'd like to be. No matter how focused we are, it's almost impossible to separate emotion, and being in a relationship can further compound the issue. That's why I developed Hug Your Money, financial coaching coupled with online software and tools to empower you to manage money wisely. We guide you every step of the way to resolve immediate issues and plan for your financial future with modeling scenarios. So whether it's debt, budget, retirement planning, or a financial crisis, having a Hug Coach in your corner is like having a new best financial friend. Hug Your Money is as unique as you are. In fact, it's patented. Visit HugYourMoney.com.
9: You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP.
0: This is really important. You who are listening now, please do this. Call 1 888 323 HOPE, 1 888 323 4673, or go to foodbankwma.org. 1-888-323-HOPE. If you give a contribution, if you do it right now, go and make your contribution to help alleviate hunger, to help alleviate food insecurity, to make sure that families and kids aren't going to bed hungry here in our communities tonight. That's just not acceptable. It shouldn't be. And we can do something together right now to help fix this. one 323 hope one 323 4673 or foodbankwma.org. Please go now. Your contribution will be doubled. You give $20, it becomes $40. $50 becomes $100. And $100 will provide 300 meals. We can do this. We can do it together. Please, 1-800-323-HOPE. We'll be right back.
9: This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.
10: For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. A culture of fear and intimidation and a failure to adequately protect LGBTQ students from bullying and harassment. Those are the big takeaways from a Title IX investigation at the Amherst Middle School. The redacted reports were released Friday after a public record appeal to the Secretary of State. Five reports in all were released, including one that says Assistant Superintendent Doreen Cunningham created that culture of fear. And two other guidance counselors violated policies by intentionally misgendering students. Five reports and over 1,000 documents and emails were reviewed during the investigation. Final reports can be found on the school's website. A 20-year-old Northfield man has been convicted of three counts of rape and one count of strangulation in a case involving an incident in September 2022. According to court documents, after a party, Ethan Hatch took the victim to his home where he assaulted her. Sentencing is expected November 27th at the Franklin County Superior Court in Greenfield. The 14th annual march for the food bank began today. The two-day trek from Springfield to Greenfield is a fundraiser for the Food Bank of Western Mass with the goal of raising half a million dollars.
5: Will translate into 3 million meals for our neighbors in need in the four counties of Western Mass.
10: Monty Belmonte started the fundraiser 14 years ago.
5: First of all, this event started trying to raise $10,000, which was phenomenal at the time. And we hadn't really done any radio fundraising in that way 14 years ago. People have just latched onto this in such a major way hearing about the issues surrounding hunger, trying to get involved, wanting to do something silly and crazy.
10: The March for the Food Bank began at Martin Luther King Community Center in Springfield, and participants are marching to Northampton, raising money while broadcasting on the radio along the way. Day two begins tomorrow in Northampton and ends in Greenfield. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler.
11: Find local news and local talk for the Valley.
10: If we didn't go for this project the cost to repair the schools is estimated at 80 million and we don't get help with that so this vote is the absolutely the smartest financial choice and it's getting a building that we desperately need for our educators and for our students
9: where the heart of the pioneer valley lives 1015 and 1400 whmp news information and the
12: arts When inflation is high, we're all pros at finding creative ways to save. Yeah, whether it's driving the extra mile for lower gas prices or grocery shopping on sale days, saving money has never been so important. That's why we have to tell you about our new favorite way to save, Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, we're not getting slammed by inflated prices because we get cash back on every purchase. To get started, download the free Upside app. Just use our promo code ARMSTRONG and get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. Next... Claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card and get paid. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code ARMSTRONG to get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. Download the free Upside app. Just use our promo code ARMSTRONG. That's the promo code ARMSTRONG. Now I'm a
10: I'm
0: This is our Have Faith segment with Reverend Michael McSherry, senior pastor at Edwards Church here in Northampton. Reverend McSherry, thank you so much for being with us on this special day. This time when we as a community can help alleviate hunger and food insecurity. All people need to do is call 188-323-hope, 188-323-4673, 188-323-hope, and your contributions thanks to an anonymous contribution and donation will be doubled this hour. You can give 600 meals, 600 meals with a $100 donation, for example. Every dollar counts. Every dollar counts. Every dollar shows that we are a community that cares. Reverend Michael McSherry, I'm wondering, as we are in this uh, Thanksgiving time, a time as well, a national day of mourning for uh, those who have been exploited Uh, and who've lost so much because of the colonization of this land. Uh, And I'm wondering what your thoughts are both about how we respond as a community and how we give thanks even in these times of turmoil and strife and death, frankly. Reverend, help us.
8: Well, the first thing, Bill, um, I would just echo what, what you've already mentioned, and that is the strength of the community that we do live in a place that has a strong ethos of turning out for each other and turning out especially. uh, For people who um, for any number of reasons. Are um, without are without enough food without a decent place to live without. um, Whatever it is, I mean the 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 community of this Valley consistently shows that we come together to address those needs.
0: a time of Thanksgiving, a time of mourning. How do you view this time of year?
8: Well, you know, I know it is a day of, of mourning and a time of mourning for Native Americans, for indigenous people. But I also need to lift up that today is the day for the transgender day of remembrance. This is the day on which the city of Boston and the city of San Francisco established decades ago an annual day to remember transgender citizens who were often murdered or otherwise abused, often in silence, often unrecognized, unnoticed, kept in the shadows. And so um, I also want us to remember our transgender brothers and sisters and keep working as a society, as a community, uh, to alleviate the um, the oppression, the indignity, and the, the otherness imposed upon them.
0: This past weekend in the Daily Hampshire Gazette, I believe it was this past weekend, Reverend Andrea Vazian, who writes a regular column for the Gazette, wrote a piece about giving thanks, something she did a few years ago, and people responded to it. And it struck me as being extremely powerful, um, particularly in this time of such enormous turmoil and strife, and I'm wondering how we reconcile all these things that we, in particular, uh, have to be thankful for um, at the time and at a time when there is so much to be despondent about. Can you help us reconcile those two things?
12: Well,
8: um, that is life, isn't it? That is life and it's constant. Um, ebbing and flowing and depending on where you are on the planet. You know, things might on average be going a lot better for you or a lot worse. Um, I have a new um, a new hero and it's strange for me to not be able to recall her name in this moment, but um, she's an historian. and I'm sure you know her. She's um, the US Special Envoy for anti Semitism. Um, she was on the New Yorker Radio Hour this weekend, and in an interview um, on the New Yorker Radio Hour this weekend, she, she was asked about, um, you know, the, the current situation and the, and the big flaring uh, of um, anti-Semitism and Islamophobia, and she said, look, you can't just be for one group, you can't just be. You know, someone who stands up for or gets outraged on behalf of one group, because it's it's like the the Reverend Martin Niemöller said, you know, first they came for the Jews, then they came for the unionists, then they came for the homosexuals. And I never spoke up because I wasn't a Jew. I wasn't a homosexual. I wasn't a unionist. Eventually they came for me. If you don't, you know, if we we've learned the hard way over through history, that if we don't stand up for whoever is on the margins at the moment, that um, that the tide will eventually come for us all. I were you were, were you referring to Deborah Lipstadt? For the way this community comes together for each other, and that's what I want to focus on.
0: The person you were his name had escaped you for a moment, Deborah Lipstadt. Yep. Okay. And I want to thank you for remembering Transgender Remembrance Day. Um, And I'm wondering uh, at this day where we're trying to uh, raise money to alleviate hunger and food insecurity, uh, which is a perennial issue. I'm wondering uh, on Transgender Remembrance Day if you have thoughts that, with regard to uh, acceptance and love for our transgender brothers and sisters in the community, whether th- there is more
8: love and acceptance or whether that's a Pollyanish view of the world. I don't think it's Pollyanna, but I do think it's, um, it's, it's both hard to hold on to, especially you know at times like this, what's happening in the world, and in, in, in the end, if we don't have it, we're surrendering. If we don't, if we're not willing to stand up for it, um, they're winning.
0: Do you experience in our community, do you feel and or hear uh, uh, transphobia, anti-Semitism, racism, um, or is Mm -hmm. that something that is just kept, you think is kept away from you because people know what kind of a reception they would receive from you?
8: Um, I, I, I perceive and receive things on a spectrum. It is true that people are often um, on their best behavior around. Um, folks in my line of work. Um, of, of any faith or denomination. Um, and. I'm also. Um, I'm also around people who are pretty free with their speech. And they'll they, they won't necessarily say. I have a bias, but they'll express an opinion and engage on the issue.
0: And do you feel personally that there is more hope, more acceptance now than there was five or 10 or 20 years ago?
8: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I see it in my own family. Uh, my extended family includes um, Uh, folks who uh, voted both ways last time around, and it also includes transgender and non binary folk. And to see the level of acceptance. That um, those trans and non binary folk um, receive from aunts and uncles of different political persuasions tells me that the the population at large, the electorate at large, is capable of greater
0: acceptance. Well, on that note, Reverend Michael McSherry, on this Transgender Day of Remembrance and on this Thanksgiving week, perhaps we could conclude by asking you to share with us some things that you are
8: thankful for. Oh, Bill, the list is so long. Um, I'm very grateful for, for my good fortune I'm very grateful to have um, work doing something that's meaningful to me in a place that's very comfortable for me. Um, And I'm grateful this year for my family. Um, My son got engaged over the weekend. That's wonderful news.
0: Congratulations.
8: (laughs) Yeah. And and I feel I I feel even though it's been incredibly tense for the last six weeks, like. um, Like folks that I know that haven't been in touch for a while in the broader interfaith community in the valley are reaching out to each other and that's a very good thing.
0: Reverend Michael McSherry, we really appreciate your time and your insight, and we thank you for being with us on a regular basis. You are a stalwart in this community, and we treasure you. Thank you so very much.
8: Back at you, Bill. Have a happy Thanksgiving.
9: More Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP.
10: Let's experience Fitness Together. Hi, this is Jessica, and at Fitness Together, we offer personal trainers and customized workouts either in studio or virtually. Located in Northampton and Amherst, we're here to help you reach your goals, be it weight loss, recovery and rehab, improving health, or simply living well. Getting fit, you'll have the energy to do what you love. Visit us at Fitness Together, Amherst, or Northampton, and become a part of our community today. Fitness Together, your journey to wellness starts with us. What's cooking at River Valley Co-op? Here's avid eater,
11: grocery shopper, and co-op member, Bill Newman.
0: The Co-op's kitchen is always stirring things up. Get ready to go meals, sandwiches, salads, pizza, burritos. Get help with holiday parties and dinners. Let's bake. The co-op has all your baking essentials, like ground up, flour and grains, stone milled in Holyoke. Put a little lovin' in the oven. Breads and brownies,
11: cookies and cake. Let your creative inspiration flow. River Valley Co-op, wild about local. Everyone is welcome.
10: Hi, it's Hannah, email me at hward at whmp.com or call me at 586-7400.
11: WHMP news, information and the arts and messages from community nonprofits.
10: How long and how
3: hard would you work to own your own home? At Pioneer Valley Habitat for Humanity, future homeowners contribute dozens of hours to build a home for their family, but they need your help. Thousands of community supporters have participated in this work since 1989. They create a partnership with a future homeowner and Habitat to build a home, strengthen our neighborhoods, and create a legacy for our community. Grab a hammer, lend a hand, build a better world. Volunteer and support Pioneer Valley Habitat for Humanity. pvhabitat.org
9: you're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP.
0: This is the Day of the March for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts, also known as Monty's March, and you can make a tremendous difference to by alleviating hunger and food insecurity in the valley. You can do this. You can make this Better, You can make our community more of a community. You can make people who could otherwise go to bed hungry tonight, kids who might not have enough to eat. You can help solve this problem. You can do it. You can, you can, you can. And this hour, if you call the food bank hotline, if you call this number, you can have your contribution doubled, doubled, doubled. You give $10, it becomes $20. And every dollar buys $20. Three meals because of the purchasing power of the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts. Every dollar buys three meals, and there are tens and tens and tens of thousands of people in our community who are food insecure and or go to bed hungry for sure without the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts. one 323 hope one eight 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 three two three four six seven three or foodbankwma.org one eight eight three two three H O P E please mention this show mention talk the talk your contribution we double we want you to
1: call now. So Bill you were saying if somebody gives a hundred dollars it that results in six hundred meals? Yes. If somebody gives fifty dollars that results in three hundred meals? Yes. It's very significant. It's very timely. It's a good time Doubling your contribution means feeding a lot of people.
0: We have with us Larry Hot. Larry, you're a filmmaker, Emmy award-winning filmmaker. Really appreciate you dropping in to help support the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts and the March for the Food Bank. And I'm wondering, you, a true observer of the human condition, does this give you hope
13: in this time of darkness, or you know, not? You know, it's often said about the area community that you uh, to fundraising here is a matter of putting your Hand in the pocket of the person next to you, taking money out of it and putting it in the pocket of the person on the other side of you. Uh, I have a philosophy about fundraising for the for the food bank. Uh, I just wanted to say that I already gave a thousand dollars for this, um, and if you're out there and you want to match that, fine. You know, you can have thousands of meals from that. But my philosophy of fundraising for this kind of thing is to think about what you spend on something else and then match it because we've been saying here today, we got a match, right? We got a one-to-one match, uh, and that's great, that doubles your money. How much do you spend when you go out to eat? An average meal, a nice meal with a bottle of wine wine, is going to cost between fifty and sixty-five dollars per person. Right? So the two of you, say you're in a couple, you go out, you spend $130, maybe a little more with the tip. Are you willing to match that? I'm not saying give it up. It's a yes and. Match the amount you spend on something that you think is a normal thing to do. Match your cable bill and give it to the food bank. And there, you know, people always say, "Is it have to be money? Okay. It can to be money plus. You can volunteer at the survival center. You can volunteer, make meals for manna. You can volunteer by asking the food bank what else they need to do. They need people to drive. They need to, to deliver meals. Um, so when you think of it as a whole, not just money, but as an ecosystem in the valley, how these things work. So I suggest to you, go out to dinner. Go out to dinner tonight. Although it's Monday, not much will be open. Go out to dinner tomorrow night. Yeah, and the food just, <laughs> and, and the fish deliveries are, are not. I think are not <laughs> right. You want to go out? To, you know, fish on Fridays. You should. <laughs> 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 Whatever you spend on dinner, think about what you're going to spend if you want to make make a donation today. And spend that amu- amount on the food bank,
1: but don't forget: if you make that the same contribution right now, your money is doubled. Yes, it's really so this is h- a huge it, incentive.
13: Do it in the next hour, and Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg will come to your house and thank you personally and put their na- put their voices on your answering machine. No, I'll put <laughs> I'll put my hands in your pocket. <laughs> that's that <too. laughs>
0: well, that, that's inspiring. I thought you were going to say and. For a contribution, um, they will abide by your request that they leave. <laughs> that was a real, real possibility. But I think your point is really well taken. And I think that when you conceive of this contribution and how meaningful it is, what Buzz just pointed out, uh, then this is because the food bank can buy in bulk and does buy in bulk and has all sorts of relationships with uh, food distributors and uh Various uh, grocery uh, grocery stores and outlets in the area, they can buy the equivalent of three meals for one dollar. Fifty dollars becomes a hundred dollars if you call this number now one eight 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 three two three hope, and that one hundred dollars becomes three hundred meals, desperately needed by people here in our community who otherwise would go hungry. Kids going hungry in our community is unacceptable. It makes me crazy.
1: I, and the biggest thing is, uh, look how kind you're being to yourself. Give yourself a reason to feel good about yourself. Help someone in your community. Help a child in your community. Help a senior in your community. Give right now.
0: one 323 hope 1-888-323-4673 or foodbankwma.org. one 323 hope Please mention Talk the Talk your contribution will be doubled. Thank you, <coughs> thank you listener for doing that and doing it now. 188-323 Hope.
14: But I to go back and sit down. Cafe.
9: The Western Mass Business Show with local dynamo Tara Brewster, Saturdays at 11 and Sundays at 2, only on WHMP,
5: brought to you by Business West. The vital business news in Western Mass is in Business West.
9: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Do you use home oxygen? Do you know about the increased risk of fires and burns? No one should smoke in your home. There's more oxygen in the air, which makes fires burn faster and hotter. Furniture, clothes, bedding, and hair absorb oxygen and can catch fire more easily. Keep 10 feet away from any flame or heat source. For more information, call 1-877-9-NO-FIRE or go to mass.gov DFS. Breathe easy and use your home oxygen safely. WHMP Northampton and W R S I. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg on
1: WHMP. And welcome to Talk the Talk. I am Buzz Eisenberg. And I'm Bill Newman. It's a really special time right now. We have the uh, March for the Food Bank. Uh just write these numbers down. As Bill says, if you're not driving, write these numbers down. eight eight eight. 323-HOPE. That's 888 323 Right now, Bill, there is a very special uh, matching uh, offer. Uh, your money will be doubled. As Bill pointed out, uh, if you give $100 right now, it's three meals for every dollar. That could be 600 meals by donating $100 to our neighborhood and to- our community to the people that uh, we care about who live with us. So, Bill, that's a really special offer.
0: And, again, one 323 hope 1-888-323-4673, or uh, foodbankwma.org. We have with us on the phone, live from the byways and highways of western Massachusetts. On this day one of what was known as Monty's March, now the March for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts, we have the aforementioned one Monty Belmonte. Where are you? How are you doing? How are your legs, Monty? Uh,
2: Physically, I'm feeling great. The sun is out. I'm not feeling too cold. I do have, like, uh, I don't know if it's a faux fur coat, but it is
5: a fur coat of sorts dressed up as Mojo Dojo Casa House can. Um, So I'm
2: feeling great, and we have just gone by... Uh, 22 News, home of Brian Lapis, your resident meteorologist, uh, and in are in Chicopee heading toward Lorraine Soup Kitchen, which is one of the 10 uh, meal sites in Chicopee, eight of which I believe are partner agencies of the Food Bank of Western Mass. So that goes to show you the kind of reach that the Food Bank has when it comes to making sure people have enough to eat. Also goes to show you the need in uh, the city of Chicopee.
1: So, and Monty, who's, who's marching with you
13: right now?
2: There's a, a, a pretty big entourage. I'd say there's at least three dozen, maybe four people behind us, uh, many of whom you've heard of before in the social justice movements of our valley. Uh, we've got the executive director of the food bank going with us. We've got U.S. Congressman Jim McGovern, who I know you both spoke to last hour, and uh, we're being escorted by the newly reelected mayor of Tricopee, John Butte.
0: So maybe we could speak to the mayor for a minute, because I would like to congratulate him on the new home of the food bank of western massachusetts which is both inspiring because the community gave so much to have that facility built and constructed and so depressing because it is so needed and will be for the foreseeable future but we'd love to talk to the mayor if you could put a uh, mayor view on the phone monty can you sure. do that
2: I'll, I'll i'll hail him to the cart. mayor view here put these headphones on and talk to bill newman and buzz eisenberg
0: Mr. Mayor, can Good you hear morning. us? Good morning. Thank I you guess. so thank you so much for being with us. Uh I'd like to congratulate you. We'd like to congratulate you on welcoming and t- your city welcoming the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts and its vital work. And I'm wondering what your reflections are on this day and on this week of Thanksgiving. Oh it's a
2: time to gather. The City of Chicopee is honored to be the host community for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts and to be the hub of food security. You know, the goal is to make sure that the people of Western Mass uh, have the ability to get the entry and hot uh especially when they're struggling financially, so the City of Chicopee is really proud to be the host community.
11: Hello, Mayor, Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes, absolutely, and, and that's really beautiful. So, Mayor, when you say that you're honored to host it, why why is it important to you that the city of Chicopee be the host for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts?
2: Uh, I'm a less unfortunate to be in the Le section where we're marching right now, and I know what it's like to have some kids struggling.
0: uh, Mr. Mayor, if you could get the mouthpiece, the microphone closer to you, we're hearing an awful lot. This is one of the joys of live radio, uh, also one of the veins of of uh, live radio. You could just keep the microphone close to your mouth. We have a better chance of hearing more of what you're saying. Thank you. you.
1: We're hearing the marching band behind you. Well, the parade is going on, and uh, what I was saying is,
2: uh, you know, being a less fortunate kid in the Willamette succession in the city of where we're marching right now, I know what it's like when your family's struggling financially, and uh, you count on uh, government subsidized food uh, back in the '80s, and when my dad and mom brought home, uh, I'll say, the box, uh, I know what it's like to struggle, and uh, knowing that. Marches like Monty's are really making a difference. Make sure the shelves at the food bank are full, and uh, you know it is a time to give. And anyone who's listening, uh, I'm hopeful that you can be generous with your donations because money goes a lot further than just donating canned goods and non-perishables. I would recommend that cash donations uh, certainly go a long way at the food bank.
0: Mayor View, I'm wondering if you would be kind enough to share with us this. Uh, when a large facility comes to any city, there is always going to be concerns and some opposition to what might happen on account of traffic or trucks or, or noise or all sorts of things that go along with a large operation. You had to address all of those issues. And I think in the end, the city of Chicopee as a whole really did welcome the food bank. I'm wondering if you could reflect on that effort
2: yeah, the, the food bank is located at the uh, intersection of Peru Street in East Maine. And uh, across the street, there's single families that, uh, again, it's a place that's been woods for 25 years, the Chicopee Business Park. And having that change where now you have this uh, a really large structure and a lot of activity when you were used to uh, the environment is certainly something that changes your neighborhood. And, and I, I wanted to, for anyone who's listening would, would understand if you live in the neighborhood, that more Morehouse and the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts, they wanna be great neighbors and I know they will. So we're excited to be the host community like I had said and uh, I to be a better location for access, immediate access to the highways and uh, just efficiently moving. Goods and food uh, throughout Western Mass to the to the pantries. To, um, I just feel like it was a home run for all. And there's nothing better than building built a suit build building that really meets your needs, other than trying to retrofit an existing structure. So they've had such a, a great opportunity. Think that was and, uh, within their budget. So we're like I said, welcome them with of us.
0: Mr. Mayor, we are we are losing you again, so we are going to leave it there. We've been speaking with the mayor of Chickabee, John View. We thank you so much for you and your city doing so much to do something that is so very important for everyone in Western Massachusetts. Listener, please 188-323-Hope 888 323 4673 or foodbankwma.org. Your contribution this hour will be double, double doubled. You can give ten dollars becomes $20, fifty becomes a hundred, and every dollar buys three meals, so that the kids and the elders and the poor and the disenfranchised in our communities won't go hungry.
1: Please, one eight eight three two three hope. You're giving more than that. It, it's not an accident that that's the number three hope. It is you're giving hope. You're you're giving the gift of hope to people who otherwise will go hungry. We live in a food-insecure country for many people, way too many people. There are some estimates that as many as 41 million people are food-insecure right here in our community. So by giving this money, you're giving people hope, especially those who have children. 888-323-4673. Your donation gets doubled. Do it right
0: now, right now, right now, right now. In the next two minutes, do it. Call please. one 323
9: hope And we'll be right back. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. Find
11: local news and local talk for the Valley, which says we need to appeal to the wealthy white people of our region because the marginalized people do not have money. Which is true, but as we know, that's what happens when you have centuries of policies
13: that are oppressive, that are racist.
9: Where the heart of the Pioneer Valley lives. 1015 and 1400 WHMP News, Information and the Arts.
12: The holiday season has just begun and everyone's already feeling overwhelmed. HelloFresh gets that and they're here to give you a break. You can take back time spent on meal planning because HelloFresh has it covered with over 45 options to choose from each week with recipes that suit many lifestyles. You can skip that extra trip to the supermarket too because HelloFresh delivers all the quality farm fresh ingredients you need right to your door pre-portioned and ready to cook. They also have snacks, quick breakfasts and easy lunches to cover mealtime anytime. And you can even save money because HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout. Yeah, you see what we mean? HelloFresh handles all the hard parts, so you can actually enjoy cooking at home again. So this holiday season, don't stress about mealtime. Sign up for America's number one meal kit today, and you'll get free breakfast for life with the code Armstrong Free at hellofresh.com armstrongfree. That means one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. Again, it's the code Armstrong Free at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong Free. HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong Free.
1: Northampton Neighbors is free of charge and open to all with a range of social and volunteer opportunities as well as services and support for members 55 and older in the city of Northampton. Need help? Want to help? Join us as a member, a volunteer, or donor. Northampton Neighbors is about more than aging in place. We're about engaging in place, this place. Find us online at northamptonneighbors.org or call us
3: at 413-341-0160.
1: Joining us here in the studio is Larry Hott, the uh, twice-nominated for Academy Award and uh, Peabody Award winner and the extraordinary filmmaker who we're so lucky to have right here in our community, Larry. We've been uh, talking, and just before I throw it to you, I just want to remind people, 888-323-HOPE. That's 888-323-4673. Make your donation now. It's going to be doubled because of the generosity of an anonymous donor. Who is going to match your generous gift? So please be as generous as possible. And uh, up to twenty
0: five hundred dollars this
1: hour. There you go. Regardless
0: of when you're listening or whether online, mention mention this show. Mention talk the talk. Your contribution will be doubled.
1: Larry Hart.
13: Good morning. Good morning. We're going to change the subject a little bit. Back to the documentaries that are up for the Academy Awards this year. You know, sometimes you. Look at a film title, you get excited, that's the film I wanna watch. This time I got excited because of the filmmaker. His name is Matthew Heinemann. He's a wunderkind. He's only 39 years old. I started watching him when he was 28 when he came out with his first film, Cartel Land, a fantastic film about the drug trade on the border. Followed by Retrograde, which was up for an Oscar a couple of years ago, City of Ghosts, and many, many other films. And this guy is so prolific, and he's so good. And his signature style is to embed himself in something, embed himself with a cartel, embed himself with a, a army unit in Afghanistan. And this time, he has embedded himself almost literally in bed with John Baptiste. Who is John Baptiste? Great performer. Uh, He was the leader of the Steve Colbert Band. Uh, He was nominated for 11 Grammys in 2022, broke a record. So this film ostensibly is about his first symphony performed at Carnegie Hall. Okay, how do you get to Carnegie Carnegie Hall? (laughs) (laughs) A lifetime of practice. And he's building this symphony of all kinds of American music, Native American music, every every possible ethnicity in this in this very avant-garde jazz symphony. You think this is going to be a concert film. Well, let's hear, are we ready for a clip? Let's hear a trailer that gives you a sense of how this is not your usual concert the film. The title of the film, Larry, again? is American Symphony by the great filmmaker Matthew Heinemann.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, Grammy nominations were announced. The most honored artist this year with 11 nominations is Mr. John Batiste. right there.
0: I feel like we're living a life of contrast. Why, what
1: do you
14: mean?
0: It's just a lot
1: always in awe of Sue how she deals with hardship.
3: My first day of chemo, his 11 Grammy nominations were announced.
1: <laughs> I won the biggest prize in music, come home. She's back in the hospital. This is what we're dealing
13: with.
2: Butterfly. All along.
13: So you just heard the conflict in the film. Here is Jean-Baptiste. He's making it. He's going to Carnegie Hall. But his wife, Salika Joab, has leukemia. It's a remission. She's been in remission for 10 years. And in that 10 years, she wrote a very popular column in the New York Times called Life Interrupted. She's a musician. She's a famous author. And it's possible that she will die during the making of this film. I'll tell
1: you, that uh, that trailer just grabbed my heart and squeezed. It's a very powerful introduction to this film.
13: Right, so... I think, I don't know for sure, but I think the idea originally was Matthew Heineman's going to follow the process of making the American Symphony with a grand triumphant performance at Carnegie Hall. But then there's something, you know, thrown into the cogs here, slows down the process, and one of the great things that he does is that this film is actually through the eyes of Salaika Sue. And when he gets to the Grammys, I think this is my favorite film on the whole, and I'm not giving anything away because you know he's going to the Grammys because you find, you know, he has 11 nominations.
1: And by the way, that same year he was here at the Green River Festival in Greenfield. Really? LA. He yeah. was, yeah.
13: He's an amazing performer. You know, he's one of, he is one of the most all round talented musicians I've ever seen. And you see this performance at the Grammys through the eyes of his wife, who is watching it on television. You never actually see him perform in this film unless it's through her eyes, right? So you're getting it from both of them. And this this film, it shows him sledding with her a first time ever in the snow, shows them getting married, and it shows them in bed, and it shows him performing. So I realized that this is sledding, wedding, bedding and sweating <laughs> <laughs> but this is a love story it is absolutely a love story and i have to i'm not going to screw up the ending here i had to look her up this morning to make sure she was still alive <laughs> right right because all through the whole film i am thinking, oh please 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 don't die in this film it doesn't give it away it's still a beautiful love story
1: are you going to tell us when you looked it up, is she still alive? I, I
13: tell, well, I did. I did say, oh. I, did say she, I looked it up this morning. Uh, she, I said, this morning, she's still alive. Uh, it's very poignant. It was hard for me to watch. I had my wife pass away from cancer. So here I am watching this film. How can I watch this film? But it's so beautifully told. And the music is great. The filmmaking is fantastic. So I'm highly recommending this. And How I wanna, do
1: people get their hands on this film?
13: Oh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, uh, and it's up for. It, it, I'm going to vote for it um, as one of the nominees.
1: And the name of the film again? The
13: name of the film is American Symphony. But I want to contrast it with another film that I watched that was also a concert film. You know, there's lots and lots of concert films out there. It is the norm for music films. But there's another film that is a very different style. Could you stop there for
0: one second, Larry? Yes. That's because, in some ways, There's so much material. There are cameras on these
13: live. Well, they're famous. The celebrities, everybody wants to see them. And the concert films are almost always the same. Right. It's like, all right, let's get to know the, the, the musician. Let's do some background story. Let's see their family. Let's see the preparation. Here's all the problems with the concert. Is it going to happen? You know, then there's security. And then there's a threat to the concert. And then the concert's pulled off. And then at the end, they're playing the music. And you see the credits roll. I mean, every concert film is basically the same. Some of them have a little more context, a little more zeitgeist, if it's an old concert film. Um, so, you know, basically, it's a formula. But there's another formula for documentaries, and it's the competition film. Okay, the competition film is Spellbound, for example, the film about a, a spelling bee. Mad Hot Ballroom, the famous film about Dan Costas in, in New York, wordplay, great film. I loved uh, about, all three of those. About films. Cr- about crossword puzzles. Yeah. So <laughs> this film, Piano Forte, is about the Chopin concert. Chopin Festival competition in Poland every five years since 1927. The best pianists in the world compete for the Chopin Prize, which will make or break their careers. Let's hear a clip. And I to warn you about this clip. There's not a lot of English in this clip, but there's a lot of music. And here's what you need to know about the clip and about the film. Frequently, they cut from pianist to pianist playing the same piece, And I cannot tell the difference. And you will not be able to tell the difference. And you wonder, how do the judges tell the difference? Let's hear this clip.
6: I mean, these, these people are just serious
11: machines,
1: you know? They train their whole lives. Flat. Everything is flit.
13: There's a great line in there where the teacher says to the student, flat, everything is flat. So this whole time you're looking at these kids are geniuses. They're brilliant. And yet, as a viewer, it's you don't have to know whether they're good pianists or not. What you want to know is about what drives them, what drives their parents. Right? Now, this is true of all of these competition films. But here, they have not chosen the winner, I have to tell you, this doesn't ruin the film at all because it's not about who wins it. It's really about what they go through. And in fact, I found the most interesting character in the film is somebody who gives up, right? Mm -hmm. It turns out that that's the norm. They start with 87 contestants. It goes on for three weeks. They go home, they come back. They go home, they come back. It's grueling. So it's a survival contest, right? And then you learn about the the countries, like the kids coming from China, what their family has to go through. They're living in an apartment, like a three-room apartment. There's four or five people in there. The kid is sitting at the, at the dinner table practicing the piano on a keyboard, right? As opposed to other families that, li- that live in, in mansions. Um, so these kids, and they're young. They're young, between 17 and 23 years old. And of course, if they start to fall in love, you know, things happen out on, the, on the on the concert tours. Um, so it's very passionate, emotional, and you see them questioning, should we do this? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to ourselves?
1: Let me ask you this as a filmmaker, Larry Hott, So this, the film is pianoforte, and we have these competitors, these young competitors who are playing the piano at the highest level on the planet for their age group. But when the filmmakers go in, they don't know exactly what's gonna happen. Who's going to do what?
13: So this is a, that's a great question. So the normal way that a filmmaker makes a competition film is to film as many competitors as they can, getting a sense of who the best people are. And then during the editing, they cut out the people who didn't win. That way, it's say, how do they know that person was going to win? Because they followed as many people as they could. In this case, they didn't do that. They went for the most interesting people, whether they were going to win or not. Right, so it's not important. In fact, the person who wins, is not somebody we really got to know in the film at all.
1: So it's not so much about the music as it is about the people
13: making it's the music. It's about the it's about the people, what they go through, what, what their families. Uh, I'll tell you that most the, it is no surprise. The funniest kids are the Italians, right? <laughs> and the thing that surprised me is how much drinking goes on. You would think they're practicing all day, then they go out and they party and drink. They've got to have some release for the tension right? And the fights they have with their parents, oh, you know, you can understand, and their parents are trying to tell them, listen, don't give up, don't give up. And they say, mom, why did you make me do this? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Since I was four. Right, right. You know, all, all, all I wanted to, to, to do was, you know, be a comic book artist or something, <laughs> something like that. So pianoforte. I highly recommend it. It's a a fun film. It's wonderfully entertaining. The music is fantastic. And I can't believe anybody not only can play these pieces by Chopin, but they all do it from memory. And here's a little thing about the concert. At the end, when they get to the final competition, they all play with a full orchestra, every single one of them. And what is the thing they are most worried about? what they're going to wear. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great film, Piano Forte. And remember... Do we I learn
1: think, anything about Chopin? In no, this? nothing about Chopin. You, not about don't worry, you don't have
13: to worry about it. You're not going to learn anything. You know what? Don't worry about learning anything. It's just a fun film. But the combi- combination of the two films, of uh, the uh, Piano Forte and American Symphony, the Jean Baptiste film, two different ways of looking at preparation for a concert for being live in front of a lot of people and what a performer goes through, they couldn't, it couldn't be a better pairing. So watch both films with a nice glass of wine. You'll have a great evening.
1: American Symphony, you said it's available on Netflix. And where can we see Piano Pianoforte Piano, piano Forte
13: is probably going to be in the theaters. Uh, it hasn't been released yet. Uh, it was not produced in the United States. It's a Polish film, no surprise there. But beautifully shot, too. I should say uh, you've never seen his fingers fly so fast over so many beautiful pianos. I highly recommend it. And remember, it's an interesting part about this process. I didn't know. The kids get to choose their piano from six pianos on stage. This is how the film opens. They sit down at six different pianos with their teachers saying, which one am I going to use? Which one has, has the best feel, the best touch, the best response, the best sound? And then that's the piano that they bring out for their performances.
1: I want the piano forte. Yeah, We're talking yeah. to Larry Hahn. We're going to be right back after this. But before we go... Remember, 888-323-HOPE, 888-323-4673. Support those people who are fighting food insecurity. Remember,
13: eat, eat, eat in the past <laughs> is 888.
1: Very good. And that your money will be doubled thanks to the generosity of an anonymous donor. If you mention WHMP, a call during this next, uh, let's see, 28 minutes. How about right now? Right now. 888 323 HOPE,
0: 888 323 4673, or foodbankwma.org, 1 800 323 HOPE. Right now, please,
9: please, please. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.
10: For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. A culture of fear and intimidation and a failure to adequately protect LGBTQ plus students from bullying and harassment. Those are the big takeaways from a Title IX investigation at the Amherst Middle School. The redacted reports were released Friday after a public record appeal to the Secretary of State. Five reports in all were released, including one that says Assistant Superintendent Doreen Cunningham created that culture of fear, and two other guidance counselors violated policies by intentionally misgendering students. Five reports and over 1,000 documents and emails were reviewed during the investigation. Final reports can be found on the school's website. A 20-year-old Northfield man has been convicted of three counts of rape and one count of strangulation in a case involving an incident in September 2022. According to court documents, after a party, Ethan Hatch took the victim to his home where he assaulted her. Sentencing is expected November 27th at the Franklin County Superior Court in Greenfield. The 14th annual March for the Food Bank began today. The two-day trek from Springfield to Greenfield is a fundraiser for the Food Bank of Western Mass with the goal of raising half a million dollars.
5: It will translate into three million meals for our neighbors in need in the four counties of Western Mass.
10: Monty Belmonte started the fundraiser 14 years ago.
5: First of all, this event started trying to raise $10,000, which was phenomenal at the time. And we hadn't really done any radio fundraising in that way 14 years ago. People have just latched onto this in such a major way hearing about the issues surrounding hunger, trying to get involved, wanting to do something silly and crazy.
10: The March for the Food Bank began at Martin Luther King Community Center in Springfield, and participants are marching to Northampton, raising money while broadcasting on the radio along the way. Day two begins tomorrow in Northampton and ends in Greenfield. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. This Shop Tuesday at 9 a.m., Crepes Tea House releases certificates for their Eastern European restaurant and tea house in Southwick, Massachusetts. Crepes Tea House, serving made-from-scratch cuisine with an old-world flair. Dozens of sweet and savory offerings for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with over 100 different types of teas to try. And this Tuesday, you save 30%. Crepes Tea House in Southwick, Mass., available this Tuesday at 9 a.m. on the Shop 30 store at whmp.com. Rush doctors, short appointments.
6: Is anyone listening?
2: I'm Dr. Kate Atkinson, and I'm excited to announce that Atkinson Family Practice is now offering concierge medicine in addition to our main practice. An annual fee gets you access to an experienced, board-certified doctor who has fewer patients so they can devote more time to you. Atkinson Concierge Medicine. If your health concerns need more time, coordination, and advocacy,
11: concierge might be right for you. Visit atkinsonfamilypractice.com concierge.
12: This fall, as you settle back into a busier routine, your home may be sitting empty and vulnerable. That's why we recommend Simply Safe's revolutionary home monitoring innovation, 24-7 LiveGuard Protection. It's designed to help stop crime in real time. If an intruder breaks in, monitoring agents can see, speak to, and deter them. Get 20% off your new system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit SimplySafe.com/slash Armstrong. That's simplysafe.com/slash Armstrong. You can get 20% off. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
7: If they ask me, I could write a book about the way.
1: And it is that time of the week. It is Monday, and it is time for uh, Writer's Block uh, with, with uh, Megan Zinn. The reason why I'm, I'm fumbling is <laughs> because I want to make sure. That we remind I listeners remind that we, we, we have the possibility, have possibility. I am echoing. I am echoing. Uh, uh, here. So uh, let's try to fix that. We've got uh, Dan and, and Sarah trying to fix it. I hope that echo has gone away because I just want to remind listeners to call 888 323 HOPE, 888 323 4673. During this Uh, The remaining portion of this hour, uh, your money will be doubled thanks to the generosity of an anonymous donor up to $2,500. It is a huge opportunity. As Bill points out, $100 buys 600 meals for people who are food insecure. It is uh, just a huge opportunity to feel good about ourselves and enhance the community that we live in. Um, I think we are still having some technical difficulties. Megan? Megan? Who is our guest today? And let's hope that we can get over these technical difficulties and bring Uh, in our guest.
3: Our guest is Robert Radin, um, and um, we are here to talk about his book, uh, Noche Triste, um, although we're having a few technical difficulties. Um, I'll talk a little bit about Robert, and we'll see whether uh, we...
1: (laughs) Well, let me just violate Mm -hmm. the cardinal sin I'm about to commit uh, for (laughs) for live radio, but tell uh, Robert, because we couldn't really uh, get him uh, virtually, so... If he would call uh, 413-586-7140, that's our direct studio line, and hopefully we'll be able to pick him up uh, telephonically since we're not doing a good job picking him up by the computer. Uh, That is 586-7140, Robert.
3: Okay, well, Robert Radin is a graduate of the UMass MFA program, uh, and he's currently the Director of Citizenship and Immigration Services for a social services organization in Western Mass. And his new memoir My is "Noche tri- Triste, a Memoir of Anorexia. Um, and uh, Robert will be reading from his book "Noche Triste at Amherst Books on Thursday, January 11th at 6 o'clock. And you can find out more on their website at amherstbooks.com or on Robert's website, robertradinbooks.com, books R-O-B-E-R-T, R A D I N Books.com. Any luck with our guest? We We are having some
0: luck. We are actually having some uh fix it uh <laughs> going on. <laughs> going on.
3: Well let's give um uh, we can talk about um Any more information on Monty's March and how they're doing?
1: Right. Uh, The March for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts is, uh, I don't know how they're doing. They've been marching since this morning. They were doing well. I think that uh, they've gotten out of Chicopee. They're probably in Holyoke at this point. Bill, do you know where where they are? Well, I, I, you know, I, I don't believe in that kind of surveillance, anyway, <laughs> so I can't
0: tell you exactly where they are. I do know that they will march 17 miles today from Springfield to Northampton, and tomorrow 26 miles from Northampton to Greenfield, 43 miles in total. Monty, of course, leads the march along with Congressman Jim McGovern, uh, as well as a number of celebrities and dignitaries and elected officials, all of whom support the food bank. The number is one 323 hope one 323 4673 or foodbankwma.org. And if you contribute, mention the show and your contribution this hour at this time. If you call and mention our show, it will be doubled. Your contribution will be doubled. $25 becomes $50, and that $50 will buy 150 meals because the food bank is so extraordinarily efficient and effective at what it does. The good news is we can make a huge difference. You can make a huge difference right now. Let me just point out. Let me just say the sad news is we need you to make a big difference because we've been hearing about the new Chickafee facility three times the size of the previous uh, building, and that is a spectacularly. Uh, uh, successful fundraising and construction project uh, that will benefit all of Western Massachusetts for years and years to come. And the problem is that we are going to need that kind of help and support here in our communities to alleviate hunger and food security for years and years to come. And this year, right now, you can make a difference. Right now. 1-800-323-HOPE, one 323
1: four six seven three i just want to amplify what bill was saying customarily fifty dollars will buy 150 meals right now fifty dollars will buy 300 meals for someone who is food insecure and so many of those people are children who need to eat um megan how are we doing do we have our guests back
3: i'm gonna ask ask our tech folks if we do Okay, I did. Uh, so we're going to say that number again, uh, 413-586-7140. If we're tell us, a, I'll Colin. tell you what, Megan, I have an idea. Yeah. Why
0: don't you tell us a bit about what the book is about, and then we're going to get them on the phone.
3: Yeah, that's um, so the book is um, Robert's um, memoir, "Noche Triste, a memoir of anorexia, and it recounts in a very poetic and lyrical way uh, his struggles as a very young man in his early 20s, in the 1980s, with anorexia. And it also delves into um, the history of anorexia, both um, in this country and as very much understood as uh, an illness that only affects girls and young women. And um, and also um, sort of the history of people who are getting who do um, hunger, 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 um, um, I've lost the ability to speak, um, starvation in, in our world and, and people who go on hunger strikes, et cetera. And I do believe we finally do have Robert on the line. Is that correct? Hi, yes. Hi, Robert. Yes. Thank you for your patience. Sorry about this. Well, I I was um, vamping a bit and got a bit of a uh, discussion, um, uh, explanation of your book. But if you could um, just give me a little bit of a an elevator um, description of what Noche Triste is about
14: uh well you know i describe uh my experience my struggle with anorexia in the early 1980s as a young man and then i i take a look at uh the history of self-starvation and um look looking at its roots in uh uh rituals of religious purification and the, the hunger strikes that suffragettes uh, engaged in and um Performances by hunger artists, you know, Mm -hmm. the latter part of the 19th century, yeah. Yes, which
3: was the word I was just looking for before you came on. Um, And can you read us a a short selection of the book, Um, just a a paragraph or so, so we can kind of hear your voice?
14: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Let me take off my glasses so I can see (laughs) Uh, yeah, so this is the beginning of the book. This is uh, the section one, which is titled June 1978. Uh, it was cruise night on Van Nuys Boulevard, and my friend Neil Baumgarten was heading over in his Nova SS and wanted me to ride shotgun. I didn't like cruise night, the glare of the streetlights, the Fords and the Chevys with their chrome blower stacks, the bikers standing outside Arby's, their choppers lined up at the curb, The girls driving in and out of the Bob's Big Boy parking lot with their feather blonde hair and their blue eye shadow and their lip gloss and their tube tops and their zip-around jeans. But Neil was my best friend back then, so I said I would go. I showed up at his house a few minutes early, and his father invited me in. He told me Neil was getting ready and I should wait in the foyer. I saw Neil's sister sitting on the couch in the living room. The curtains were drawn. Her mother was talking to her quietly, but it seemed like she wasn't listening. I realized I had walked in on a family scene I wasn't supposed to be seeing. Part of me wanted to leave, but part of me wanted to stay so I could make eye contact with Neil's sister so I could exchange a look that would tell her how I felt, let her know I was in love with her and that whatever it was she was going through, I would be there for her. But she just stared off into the dark of the room. Neil finally came out of the bathroom, and we went outside and stood on his lawn and looked up at the sky. The clouds were mackerel, that deep red shimmer everyone attributed to the high concentrations of carbon monoxide and soot in the air. Sorry about that, Neil said. My sister has this disease. It's called anorexia nervosa. For many years, these words would remain as strange and beautiful to me as they were that night sounding more like the Latin name for a flower than a once rare illness. Mm. She can't eat, he said. She keeps losing weight. I asked him questions, but he couldn't give me answers. I imagined anorexia as some sort of virus that was eating his sister's flesh from the inside, but it wasn't a virus. It wasn't something you could catch. Yet she was dissolving. He was wasting away.
3: Thank you. And this is Robert Raiden um, reading from his memoir Noche Triste, uh, a memoir of anorexia. And um, we're going to um, come back um, after a break and talk some more with Robert.
9: More talk, the talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. It's your home for the resistance. Tom Hartman weekdays at noon. Get informed, then get involved. I'm Tom Hartman from the Tom Hartman program. Intelligent talk, opinion, and debate. Join me every weekday, noon to three, right here on WHMP. 101.5 and 1400 WHMP.
11: What's Cooking at River Valley Co-op? Here's avid eater, grocery shopper, and co-op member, Bill Newman.
0: The Co-Op's kitchen is always stirring things up. Get ready to go meals, sandwiches, salads, pizza, burritos. Get help with holiday parties and dinners. Let's bake. The Co-Op has all your baking essentials, like ground up, flour and grains, stone milled in Holyoke. Put a little lovin' in the oven. Breads and brownies, cookies and cake. Let your creative inspiration flow.
11: River Valley Co-Op, wild about local. Everyone is welcome.
5: The Literacy Project is the place to go if you are an adult hoping to improve your reading, writing, and math skills, or if you want help preparing for the high school equivalency exam. The Literacy Project offers free classes at five locations in Franklin and Hampshire counties. We also offer classes to help you prepare for college and help you plan for a career. If you
14: want to learn, The Literacy Project is the place for you.
5: To find out about Literacy Project classes in Northampton, call 413-584-6755. To find out about our classes in Greenfield, Orange, Amherst, and Ware, check us out online at literacyproject.org. The Literacy Project is the place to go if you want support furthering your education and accomplishing career goals.
7: If you want to learn, the Literacy Project is the place for you.
9: You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP.
1: And we are back, and we're eavesdropping in a conversation between Megan Zinn and uh, local author Robert Radin, the author of Noche Triste, a memoir of anorexia. And speaking of hunger, as we speak, (laughs) our heroes are out marching in the March for the Food Bank. Um, And we're not sure exactly where they are, but we do know this. We do know that by calling 888 323 4673. That is 888 323. Hope you give hope that people who are food insecure can be fed. For every dollar that you give uh, this hour during our show, and you mentioned WHMP or Talk to Talk, that uh, you're thanks to the generosity of an anonymous donor, your money will be, your donation will be matched, which means. Uh, that uh, the, for every dollar we get three meals out of it. Well, guess what? For every dollar we'll get six meals out of it to deal with food insecurity. So please, as Bill says, now, 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 dial 888-323-4673. That's HOPE. Megan
3: And Robert, um, you, you just read the very evocative scene where you meet your friend's um, sister and she has anorexia nervosa and you, you get a sense of what that means. And then um, the book goes on to recount your experiences um, with, the, with the illness, the disease the, the, um, yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about, I know that it's very complicated and I don't think doctors know everything, but what they understand at this point in time about what leads to anorexia?
14: Oh, um, you know, I, I, I fear I'm not an expert on <laughs> treatment. I never received treatment myself. Um, so I, you know, I don't know what what was sort of operating in clinical settings at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, couldn't, I couldn't speak to what, you know, sort of treatment uh, protocols there are today. Uh, my sense still, though, is that, you know, Hildebrook wrote the, the kind of, you know, bible on it at the time in uh, the 1970s uh it's called uh, the enigma enigma of anorexia uh, the golden cage and uh you know i think the the kinds of young women that she was uh, describing um you know had a, had a particular personality profile and developed she developed treatment for that kind of woman um tended to be a a white middle class, Mm -hmm. upper middle class, I should say, very high-achieving young women um, who felt just really, really trapped and frustrated. I think, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to get at in the book is that I I think that there's a lot of anger, you -hmm. know? I think that Mm -hmm. anger is a tremendous, tremendous piece of this, and because I think uh, young women at that time um, certainly were you know, kind of holding that and imploding, you know, they, they didn't know what to do with that anger, and they they turned on themselves, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fell into this, this kind of self-starving trap. Um, and I certainly identify with that. I, I can see that in my experience very, very clearly. Uh, so, I, and I think that that was a piece that was missing in Brooke's uh, kind of initial... Mm-hmm. Um, descriptions, development of, of this as, you know, a clinical entity, a treatable entity. Um, but as far as like what, what the sort of treatment protocols are now, I, I couldn't speak to that, I'm afraid.
3: Well, my, I I do the question of your, your book recounts your experiences, but it it leaves off before you have any sort of recovery. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, how you were able to get your, you know, get your health back? And, um, yeah,
14: I mean, yeah, no. So that's a great question. I, um, I went back. I, so I was in Mexico Mm -hmm. at a very sort of precipitous moment and, um, my girlfriend had left me and, uh, and I returned to Los Angeles and, you know, I described um, in one of the sections uh, on, on public television, there used to be a show, uh, Richard Hittleman. You know, he kind of pioneered or, or brought yoga to the United States and he had a this show on early, early in the mornings on PBS. and And I happened to see these shows and when I was too weak to exercise, I began doing yoga and I bought this little paperback of his. And there was a, uh, you know, things got much, much worse for me in Los Angeles after I, re- I returned from Mexico. And uh, there was just a morning, you know, it sounds kind of corny, but there was a morning where I, I was uh, doing yoga and I just was very calm. And I, I just, the thought in my head was, I'm going to die, you know, and, and the very next thought was, I don't want to die. Mm-hmm and uh and that was really the beginning it It took years, but that was that everything changed for me then is with with that sort of realization, yeah uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, things got much worse after my girlfriend left uh and I returned to Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Things got much, much worse for me,
3: yeah, and it sounds like when you were starting to develop a different relationship with your body through the yoga, and that sort of perhaps helped you. See things differently to um to get a different perspective on what was happening to to you. Yeah,
14: yeah, just the calm. I think mm-hmm. having that that kind of uh, space, that quiet, then to to have that thought sort of very very clear, but not in a fearful way. Just like I'm going to die. Yeah. That's where this is going. I'm going to die. Yeah. So uh, yeah.
3: Can you? This is backing up a bit, but can you tell us about the title of the book, uh, Noche Triste? Which I'm trying not to pronounce it with a French accent because that's how I see it. No, it's you fa- got it. It's a Chris, Spanish word. You nailed it. You nailed it. Oh, good.
14: Uh, well, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it means sad night, and um, it it comes up later in the book when I'm in Mexico, and um, you know, it, it's it's a you know, so it's it has its roots in in the conquest of Mexico, mm-hmm. and uh, but. Um, you know, it's very evocative for me personally just because this was such a dark, sad time in my life.
1: Yeah. Well, Ro- Robert Radin, mm. I just want to ask because right now we have the march mm-hmm. uh, for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts going on. There's a big difference between someone who um, is anorexic and someone who, uh, without any choice, without any—I right. don't want to put— I don't want to a yeah. choice, but— people who are food insecure, mm-hmm. we have this uh, amazing phenomenon of raising the last few years, uh, half a million dollars for the food bank by people could call yeah. 888-323-HOPE, 888-323-4673 and have their donation matched right now. But for you, what are your thoughts with respect to the March vis-a-vis what you wrote about in Noche Triste?
14: Well, you know, I, I mean, it, 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 it's some, it feels a bit obscene, you know, for me to be, to be, you know, writing about self starvation mm. when so many people don't have enough food. Um, and, you know, uh, I, so, I mean, I think these are, these are two very, very different um, societal problems, cultural problems Um i uh I can say only that um well, I think that's all I can
3: yeah say i mean I think that. they do both speak certainly speak to how um I can't think of a word but better than messed up um our relationship to food is that there are people who are hungry um in in a world where there is plenty and in a country where there is plenty, and we can't seem to address there are ways to address the problem but there doesn't seem to be the, the political will to fully address the problem of starvation and at the same time there is um you know illnesses and mental illnesses that um get very complicatedly um mixed up with our relationships with food and um and and people well, um, yeah. Yeah. so right, uh, robert read right, so yeah.
1: tell people where they be able to hear you yeah. read Noche triste you, and where they can get no yeah,
3: tell us. Tell us what. When, about you're reading. You're reading at Amherst books on Thursday, January 11th at six. And where can people find the book as well?
14: Uh, well, it's um, it's you can go to the Columbia University Press website. You can go. Um, I think any kind of online bookseller. I certainly wouldn't want people. You know, like to steer people <laughs> away from Amazon, yes. but. Bookshop.org has it. Amherst Books oh, Amherst Books, it. too, yeah. Uh, yeah, Amherst Books has it. Um, so, yeah, I think there's there's lots of places. It's available. It's
1: out there. Wonderful. And it sounds like an incredible read. Noche Triste by Robert Radin. Meanwhile, the march is going on 888-323-4673. Do it now. Mention WHMP. Mention Talk to Talk. Your money will be doubled double, thanks to the generosity of an anonymous donor up to $2,500. And thank
0: you for your generosity.
9: You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.
7: Whatever the season, something fun is happening at the Hitchcock Center for the Environment. From home energy efficiency workshops to birding classes and nature walks, we have hands-on activities happening all year long. Whether you're 2 or 92, the Hitchcock Center has an opportunity for you to connect with our natural world. Come visit us at our new location, the Hitchcock Center, 845 West Street in Amherst. For more information, visit hitchcockcenter.org. Here's
11: a slice of advice about pizza boxes. It's okay to recycle the entire pizza box as long as it's empty. For a long time, creasy boxes were assumed to cause recycling problems, but a new study proved they don't. It's time to capture the three billion pizza boxes used annually in the U.S. Visit recyclesmartma.org to learn more about what can and can't get recycled. After you've enjoyed tonight's pizza, turn the box inside out, discard what falls out, and recycle the rest. Brought to you by the... the North new <S-D-P->